Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Don't forget that you can always go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you want to read a written version of the roundup that has links to all of these stories we're about to discuss. Let's go to our first one, major findings on vaccination among LGBT folks. The CDC published new findings providing the best evidence to date on COVID-19 vaccination coverage of LGBT adults. This is something we've covered a number of times here on the podcast, but always using um, other studies, you know, that aren't uh, kind of going directly to the source here with the CDC um, having a, a bigger data set and a more definitive look at the issue. They found that gay and lesbian adults had higher rates of vaccination coverage when compared to their heterosexual peers. They also found that transgender adults had just about equal rates to their cisgender peers. So, um, you know, a better rate here among gay and lesbian adults, but um, just equal coverage among trans adults. They also found that gay men had higher rates of vaccination than did lesbian women, which is interesting because in general, women um, are outpacing men on getting vaccinated. So that's an interesting difference there. Uh, the results are definitely promising to see that we have at least equal, if not better, coverage um, for vaccination among LGBT folks, given that the CDC acknowledges um, that LGBT individuals are at an increased risk for negative COVID-19 outcomes. But it also shows some of these um, gaps we have here. For example, the one I mentioned about um, trans people only being equal in vaccination despite having higher risk. Also, they found that black LGBT people um, who are at particularly high risk for COVID-19, um, they were the subgroup least likely to be vaccinated. So definitely, you know, some um, some room for growth here, even though the, the, the overall story is a positive one. Um, there's uh, some concerning things when we look at the details. Just shows the need for us to keep on pushing for, um, for vaccination. Next up. LGBT youth face high rates of homelessness. Trevor Project published a new study finding that 28% of LGBT youth had experienced homelessness or housing insecurity at some point in their lives. That number jumped all the way up to 44% among Native and Indigenous LGBT youth, while Asian American and Pacific Islander LGBT youth had the lowest rate of having experienced homelessness at just 16%, and the other subgroups looking at different races and ethnicities fell in between those two numbers. Rates were also higher use, uh, among transgender and non-binary youth than they were among other LGBT youth. So as we see with so many topics, here again, we have an inequity even within the LGBT community um, with trans and non-binary youth being more at risk than others. The report also explores the challenges that LGBT youth face while experiencing homelessness or housing uh, insecurity. So not only are they more likely to end up um, in that position, but you know, there are some unique challenges that they face in navigating services, which, you know, for example, tend to be um, gendered either, either male or female. Um, they, they also look at some solutions and resources that youth need. Next up, new home in Arkansas for youth in need. In a related story, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette reported on the opening of a new home for LGBT youth in that state's River Valley region. The home is now accepting applications from LGBT youth who are lacking a safe place to live. The founder, who also runs a social space for LGBT youth in the region, says that housing insecurity has been the main issue that youth in the social program have been um, mentioning that they've confronted, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. 
The program will also help the youth who are staying in the home to address their physical and mental health needs that often accompany housing insecurity, um, especially for those who face an unwelcoming or even unsafe environment um, at, at their, uh, you know, wherever they're, the home that they're coming from as a result of their LGBT identity. Now our next story, online support space recognized. The Anthem Awards announced that QChat Space won a silver medal in its inaugural competition as selected by the International Academy of Digital Arts and Sciences. The award recognizes um, QChat Space's innovative creation of an online meeting place for LGBT youth where they can chat with professional support and supervision. We know that the need for these spaces definitely grew during the COVID-19 pandemic because youth couldn't meet at their school GSA or go to a community center. Um, but this is the kind of thing that can um, supplement the work being done by these other resources, uh, regardless of the status of the pandemic. A lot of um, LGBT centers contribute to this initiative along with Centrelink's own um, Youth Link program. So congratulations to all of them. But I think this is a great example of the COVID-19 pandemic kind of highlighting um, needs that were already there, you know, so they're already a need for youth to have an online space when they can't get to a physical space, when they're in a rural area, um, when it's not safe or, or just not their preference to go to a physical space. So this is um, a great example of something that's gotten more attention during the pandemic, but that I think could have big benefits um, for youth moving forward indefinitely. Next up, Dangerous HIV Variant Discovered NPR reported on a more transmissible and severe variant of HIV that appears to have been concentrated in the Netherlands. The variant seems to have already um, been around for decades, and th this is the good part, to have already peaked and, and declined in transmission. However, it was only recently discovered. The case highlights how, just like we see with COVID-19, HIV can still mutate and become more dangerous over time, underscoring the uh, importance of ongoing surveillance and study. But on the plus side, existing uh, HIV medications work excellently with this variant, um, kind of like we're seeing with COVID-19 vaccination. You know, there, there, there are variants in, in the virus, but... Um, but those are still functioning, and same here with HIV medication. So it really just reinforces the need for, for people to keep on following best practices that they should be already with respect to um, prevention methods, getting tested, and getting and staying on treatment um, should they contract HIV. And in our last story for the week, med students lose interest in LGBT status over time. LGBT Health published a study that found, concerningly, that medical students were less likely to ask their patients about their sexual orientation and gender identity for every year that they were studying. By the end of their fourth year of study, only about half of med students were asking patients their sexual orientation, and only about a quarter were asking them about their gender identity. Additionally, most made the decision over time to only ask about sexual orientation and gender identity when the patient was complaining about their sexual health. Now, of course, if you're listening to this podcast, you know that um, our LGBT identities touch every aspect of our health and have a lot of different, um, you know, signals to providers, things that they should signal about our, our risk factors, 
um, our needs for care, etc. So really concerning from my perspective here to see that, you know, students aren't getting better with practice. They're actually stopping this um, as they go through their medical studies. So, um, you know, definitely something uh, to be looked at and to help students understand why it's so important that they're asking these questions. Um, that's something that can be reinforced through medical education and, of course, um, through policies wherever they end up practicing medicine. Well, that concludes another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Remember that you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you want to find a written version so that you can check out these stories for yourself. And please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you're not already so that you don't miss another episode. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm.